0: Hi! (laughs)
1: Bienvenidas a Super Mamás! Super Mamás! This is Paulina. And this is Prisia. We're new moms. We're sisters. I have two beautiful girls, a four-year-old and a one-year-old at home. And I have one beautiful baby boy. As you can imagine, we have so much to share. We're just two working moms rolling with the punches of everyday mommyhood. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Okay, ¿listas? Here we go! Hi guys, this is Bricia, and this week in the podcast, we have Lauren French, also known as Madre Luz. Lauren is a certified midwife and she is going to be answering all the questions. Well, not all the questions, some of the questions you guys asked for on Instagram, Facebook, through our Facebook close group. You guys, this is an amazing show with so much information. So I hope you guys enjoy it and take notes. Hello! Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone! Hi! Hello, sister. Hola, hermana. ¿Qué onda? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's new with you this week, sister?
0: <sighs> Where to begin? <laughs> <laughs> so many things happened this weekend. um It's Thanksgiving week. It's Thanksgiving week. Happy and Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you guys have a great dinner, eat a lot, and be thankful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm thankful for so many things, but let's not, let's talk about your week.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, um, let's see, from uh, last Thursday, I
1: guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you've been saving it for that long, huh? <laughs> well, it was
0: just, just it was too much, too fast, Um I went out on Thursday night and I was like, well, I still have Friday to recover. Then <laughs> Friday came and I had to go to work. And then, um, Oh, and then friday night uh was it friday night i think my my best friend went to labor <gasps> that's finally right. happy jackie had her congratulations,
1: baby congratulations jackie beautiful meet. little girl oh i know beautiful. she was on our episode comadre sessions everybody yes. wants to go back and check that episode out she
0: had the baby and it was she was so cute um did she like no, sneeze wait. it out
1: <laughs> she like did her other two- 15 minutes uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. 15 minutes freaking out. Jackie. Um. Then, so I told her that I would take my, her daughter is my my goddaughter. Mm -hmm. So I took her to my house. Melinda. Melinda, And we had our first sleepover. Nice. Which was really, really cool. Like, it was so cute to see the girls, like, just, you know. Seriously? they're older
1: now, huh? So it's kind of interesting.
0: I was kind of afraid. Because I was like, what if she cries at night? I was like, I'll just deal with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So the whole night, I set up this whole, like, pajama party thing in the room and it was just crazy and the whole night both of them were like mommy this is the best night ever like i was like really it's like yeah because we're sleeping over together it's the best night ever it's the best day ever and you could see that genuine happiness in them and Mm -hmm. that was great so they slept over the next day we had pancakes and it was great and wait did um, you
1: have lily love pancakes or just regular like balina lopez pancakes? i didn't do
0: the pancakes it was my husband <laughs> okay <laughs> he helped me out um what's up lily was, love two one you three you know what it was so much work i mean not work it was not work but it's exhausting to be chasing three kids because <laughs> you know um surprise <laughs> sabina wanted to be in the middle of the whole thing and they were like nah. Nah. like they were running away from sabina and sabina was crying because she wanted to play with them and like you know i had to like balance it out be like okay sabina here's your time and she would run away with the girls and they were like nah, nah they would close the door on her, you know it was just <laughs> so funny Aww. and then um so that was like sunday i you know i t- i stay with her until like i don't know towards the afternoon and i dropped her off and then um, something really weird happened with Krista. Uh, when we came back, we actually uh, I had to change Savina because she had pooped. So I left her in the living room, and she wanted to watch her grown-up poop, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then she, I was like, "Well, what do you want to watch? We can watch Toy Story or Panda, the Kung Fu Panda. You know, because she likes the whole like Kung Fu and Karate and all of that." So she said, oh, I want to watch Kung Fu Panda. I was like, okay, whatever. So I went, I changed Sabina, and all of a sudden I hear Krista like crying, like literally like sad crying, and I go running, and I'm like, what happened? And she just kept crying and crying and crying, I was like, Honey, what happened? Tell me. She's like, mommy, the panda baby lost his mommy, <gasps> and I was like, what? It's like the panda baby lost his. Mo-. And she was like, crying, couldn't stop crying. She was like, where's my daddy? I want to see my daddy. I want my daddy now. And I was like, okay. So I face it. Wait, but Dad. be like,
1: well. It was the mommy that yeah. he lost. <laughs> Baby, not the daddy. I'm so, here.
0: So, like I called dad and dad's working. We FaceTime for like a He's like, what's going on? You know, and I was like, she's sad. You know, and I was like, it's okay. I know you're sad. You know, it's I, I, at that moment. I was like, it's okay to be sad. But she was like, no, no, she lost like the mommy. And I was like, oh, okay. you know, it was just so it hurt me to see right. my child like that. So she. Through the whole afternoon, she kept talking about that. Mm -hmm. And at night, when I put her down to sleep, I thought she had forgotten. Oh, they don't forget. She told me again. She started crying again. What? Like, her eyes were full of sadness telling me how much it hurt her that the panda baby lost the mommy. And then she said, Mommy, I don't ever want to lose you ever because you're my mommy and I love you.
1: Oh, my (laughs) God. Did you start crying, too? Yes. I was like, I don't want to lose you
2: either.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. And then she was like, "Can you please sleep with me tonight? I just do not want. I don't want to lose you, Mommy. Oh, my God. And I... Has she seen that movie before? Never. And this is Kung Fu, okay? I'm like Kung Fu Panda. Like <laughs> and you know, there's this whole thing but like I guess the panda, like the bad person, like makes the parents of the panda lose the baby. And has then... she
1: seen Finding Nemo before?
0: She has. But I don't I don't I think she's barely like putting two plus two together, you know what I mean? Like lately I've realized that she like understands way more than I thought. So That night, I actually told my husband, like, I'm going to sleep with her because, you know, she wants to feel close to me. And um, that was just, that was just weird to see her like that. It was just something so new. And another thing was I saw how much a year makes a difference, even though, like, her and Melinda are, like, the same height. (laughs) But... (laughs) melinda when i picked her up she lives in venice we live in Koreatown. it's Mm -hmm. like what 20 minute ride okay so we're driving and it's just me and melinda Mm -hmm. from the moment she got out of my car to the moment we got home she did not stop talking
1: (laughs) (laughs) jackie was saying that dude (laughs) the 30 minute drive
0: did not like and it wasn't annoying or anything i was just amazed of how much she was talking and how much of a conversation she was having she's
1: five right she's five Mm -hmm. and
0: like She told me everything about everything, and like those time, and I was like, uh huh, oh okay. I was just going like, oh really? And she was like, yeah. And then my mommy and my daddy, my brother, and I was just like, oh my god, I understand Jackie now, (laughs) like you know. (laughs) But it makes such a big difference, such a huge difference. I see them the same, and they look the same, and I'm like, my baby, my child is just a baby. Like she's a four year old, and I always see her like she's big, cause she's so tall
1: so in a year because i won't stop talking <laughs> i guess
0: <gasps> anyway that was me what did you do
1: oh my god i don't <laughs> even know what to, that's crazy crazy
0: i was a very intense week weekend
1: uh i guess my weekend was kind of exciting too ish um we went to San Diego. we went to the outlets <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. We went to see. We went to buy some more G star for my husband. He's like obsessed now that he found this G star outlet. Um, and he went to San Diego, uh, and spent the the weekend there. Uh, and I think when he told me it's like, yeah, we're gonna. I'm like, cool. And then I realized this is the first time we're gonna take in the baby, like, and sleep somewhere else.
0: How did that go? I've always wondered because you know
1: it went great really I mean so his sister gave us a crib and we put him and I thought we were gonna sleep in the same room but like my husband started to put the crib in a different room what and I was like oh (laughs) well I guess that makes sense because he has his own room so he needs his own space and you know we took his bathtub with us (laughs) that's good and my, it was so funny leaving the house as we were leaving we we're picking up stuff right and then i, I see you husband, right and i see my husband walking out with a bathtub and I was, <laughs> what and he's like well yeah he needs his bathtub and i was like like well, yeah that makes sense so we you know same time you know we bathed in him he my husband bathed him and we took his comforter we took his you know his little mr fox we call mm-hmm. him little like lovey and his storybook because he has to see the book yeah and we read him a story and he went to sleep the monitor you know if my husband wanted to take the monitor and then i said no <laughs> that's because i didn't know he was gonna leave him in a different room <laughs> i was like <laughs> why you didn't take a monitor no so i didn't take the monitor but you know it was fine we i just kept creeping in here <laughs> and there but so here's i just so i just changed diapers I used to use Honest, mm-hmm. but they do not work overnight. No. Like they they <laughs> suck. They do. <laughs> so, for the past week and a half, he's been waking up like a 2:30 soaked in pee. Oh. And I, you know, we tried different things, it didn't work and that's it. That's he woke up at 2:30, mm-hmm. but he was like and I felt so bad. I was like, "Forget this diaper is never again." <laughs> and um I just bought the seventh generation overnight. They're still organic and stuff because um. I kind of want to do the organic route or whatever. And they work great. So that for the uh. past three nights, he hasn't been woken up soaked in piss. But he woke up and just because, you know, he was with pee mm-hmm. and I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. So then that's when it kind of disrupted everything. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, I kind of, I he was crying and I was like, Connie, it's okay. And then, and... <laughs> I tried to put him back down and he wouldn't have it. <laughs> and then I brought him to bed with us, but he won't sleep with us. <laughs> and then my husband's like, do you think I just give him a bottle? I'm like, no, he doesn't need to eat. He's just, he can't sleep. Yeah. He was like, I'll just give him a bottle. I'm like, no. So <laughs> I went in the other room with him and I stayed in the bed in the other room with him. This little man took over the entire bed. <laughs> but he took the comforter with him. And I'm in a little corner <laughs> freezing my ass off, right? And Welcome he's to like, my life. Hold on. And he's like in, you know, he he's like all stretched out. And then he's like over my arm and he finally fell asleep. But I'm cold <laughs> because he has a comforter, right? And I don't want, I couldn't take the comforter away from my child. So then... I'm like, I can't go to the other room to get the extra comforter because if I do, I'll wake him up. <laughs> so I pretty much froze the entire night after 2 a.m. Until, until six, he woke up and then, you know, then it was fine. But, but I mean, it, but, but, you know, I think yeah. as long as I keep his Mr. Fox and his comforter, that's good. And the storybook, good. like he's good. So that's that was good. good that he slept. But Yeah. <laughs>
0: I always wonder how that I uh, was gonna happen for you, because you know he's so used to sleeping.
1: And on the next day after he ate, you know he has his seven thirty a.m. breakfast, and then <laughs> at eight o'clock he takes his, you know, his nap. Uh, we put him in the he he took like a two hour nap. Wow! And I was like, yeah, that's because you didn't let me sleep last night. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it worked. That was good. Yeah, it's it worked. Good. Um, his sister, we were gonna take the travel crib. But his sister has one over there. Yeah. So we just use that one. That's good.
0: Yeah. That's what I did last time too. The crib makes it. Yeah. Huge difference. Huge difference. But so yeah. take a crib with you, ladies.
1: Well. <laughs> so today we have a great show, you guys. We have Madre Luz here. I know we asked you guys to do some questions. Mm-hmm. Um you asked, we answered. <laughs> I think we should do more of these, huh? What I do you know, guys that think? Was fun. What do you guys think? Let us know. Write us up. What do you guys think about this week's format? Um, I liked it. Yeah. We got we a lot of feedback. Thank you. So ladies. we're going to try to do more of these. Maybe next time we'll do a um, ask us anything kind of situation between you and me. Like Ay. ask <laughs> us stuff and then we answer. Okay, guys. Well, when we come back,
0: we'll have Madre Luz here with us. And she's going to answer all of her questions about midwifery, breastfeeding. Midwifery. 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 Okay. Midwifery. Breastfeeding. C-sections, natural birth, 40 Placentine days, com- placenta, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, guys. Stay tuned. We'll be back.
1: And we're back we're back (laughs) and we have Lauren French here hi Lauren
2: hello thank you so much for coming
1: to my home
2: no this is just really exciting for me because I'm so glad uh, to see that you guys are doing this because moms need serious support tell me about (laughs) it yeah I think we need more than support (laughs) I know we need a lot of extra (laughs) hands but what we need is all this information that you guys are giving and you know and support and that even though it's called Supermamas, the mama Supermama is not a mom that can do everything. <laughs> but it's we try. A, yeah. We try. But we try to, you know, to do our best. And that's yeah. what's our important. Best. And that's what our kids expect, too. Yes. They don't expect perfection. They I don't? don't. I yes, Isn't that crazy?
1: Like, you know, when you were younger, like, you didn't really... We're so selfish when you're little, you know, you're like, my mom doesn't do this. And you never did this, mom. And you're like, wait till you have your kids.
2: <laughs> we try. Yeah. But you know what? Now that I have boys that are older, my have one son's about turned 17 and the other one 20. And, you know, it takes that long for them to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But now they I do. Understand. They do appreciate. They appreciate everything we do. And, you know, recently uh, my younger son said, you know, I'm really glad that you're a midwife. Before, he used to be like, why can't you make more money <laughs> to take us places? And now he's like, no, it's a great thing. Why yeah, yeah, yeah ladies, so. there's, a, there's a light at the end of the
1: tunnel. Just <laughs> there in there. well, we're just so way- excited because we posted your picture and um, on our Instagram and our Facebook page, on our private group, and we got a ton of responses, and we have a ton of questions for you. That's great. We have so many <laughs> questions that we won't get to all of them, unfortunately. Yeah but we're gonna get to the ones that were asked the most and thank you to all the super mama sisters out there who you know commented and asked your questions because this show is for you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. to get information because my sister and i are not professionals we are not i've given birth <laughs> once she's given birth <laughs> twice so uh, but how many babies have you delivered more or less well, madre luz i'm gonna call you madre luz okay yeah <laughs> from now on just so you know
2: One thing that we say in midwifery is that we don't deliver because as midwives, you guys are the ones, moms are the ones that do all the work. So what we do is we receive the babies and we're there to support you and to accompany women throughout this journey, because it's a journey, right? Mm -hmm. The pregnancy, (laughs) the birth and postpartum. And so um, how many, gosh, I have been, I've attended how many births? And also when I was in my journey to become a midwife and as a principal midwife, uh, um, I should have this number and I don't know, over a hundred, 150, oh, wow. something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's an amazing job. I mean, it's really hard work. Yeah, <laughs> I encourage anybody to do it if they can. And I'm a home birth, birth center midwife. So that means we're on call. We don't have shifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but being in that space where a baby is born it's it's a serious privilege it really so is what
1: okay here's another question because i was not i didn't really know what a midwife was so yeah. what is midwife, midwife? <laughs> <born? laughs> yeah
2: actually i think the word means with woman or with wife something like that and so yeah the idea is that midwives were That's trained my dog yeah close <laughs> my window <laughs> <laughs> were trained um to believe and trust in the process of birth Mm -hmm. and at the same time we're also trained to attend emergencies. Mm -hmm. So there's different types of midwives here in the U.S. there's a nurse midwife that Mm -hmm. they do their main training is to become a nurse and then they do a specialty to become a midwife and then I'm a certified professional midwife and so our training is pure midwifery and so depending on what state you live in in the U.S., because there's still a lot of states where it's illegal to be a midwife. Really? What? Like what? you can't even get a midwife or you always can because there's always midwives working like under the radar. Underground oh. midwifery. Yeah. That sounds but like a But there's midwives <laughs> that, you know, that. We're totally illegal in many states still. Yeah, it's scary here in the United States. Yeah, in the U.S. and oh, in wow. Mexico where I'm living. Although I am gonna move here in January.
1: You live in Oaxaca, right? I ooh, live ooh. in Oaxaca. <laughs> 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 so you're sort of like a paisana. I am by
2: extension. I, I am. You are Oaxaca. Más <laughs> chapulín <laughs> que otra cosa, no? But in Mexico too, it's a problem because we have a lot of traditional midwives. Yeah which supposedly they have, uh, legality to work because of, uh, like a traditional medical worker law. Mm -hmm. Um, although they don't get support from the government, of course, especially in the remote villages, but also there's not a really good system of certification. So we're struggling with that in Mexico as well. Yeah,
1: That's crazy. Yeah. That's very interesting.
2: Yeah. So we have a professional midwife, which is what I am. We do academic uh, degree, either in a college or um, or here you can go through apprenticeship model as well. And then you do practicum, where you're just, you know, you're practicing with clients and with a uh, supervising midwife. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we were, I was talking to you when we first met and I was telling you it's just... The whole idea of birth has changed so much over the years. And now I think we are all, that was my case, you know. Yeah. We are all like trained to think that it's a procedure. Right. That it's a medical procedure. Right. Like, you know, like I I didn't really know much about it. And I was like, well, I'm going to go in the hospital, I'm going to lay down, I'm going to push it, I'm going to have my baby, you know, right. like all that. And that's what you are like reading about. And you're like, you know, you you don't really know about this other, the, the alternatives there are. Right. Uh, I was very lucky that. Which
1: is, hold on, let me stop you because what you're doing is alternative. Like the normal way. Right. The midwifery. It's yes. the <laughs> weird that you would exactly. called midwifery yeah. alternative. Yes. When in reality, the medical... That's,
2: Mm-hmm. Is the alternative. Yeah, which is interesting because now that we're looking at, um, you know, the midwives, we're doing our own studies, or I do research as well. And what we're looking at is most of the traditional midwifery mm-hmm. that we see in Mexico and with the indigenous midwives. A lot of that is scientifically evidence based. Oh, wow. And the things that they're doing are, there's a reason behind it. You know, it's just that they didn't have studies at the time. The herbs that they're using are the base of many of the medications that you know, that they use in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. So so that's interesting. And also with the more and more technology that's mm-hmm. being introduced into the birth world, we're not seeing better outcomes. Yeah. So just because more and more technology, you know, it's not like more women are surviving or even doing better or in their babies. We're finding that it, that's not the case. So yeah. it's better actually to go back to natural births and, uh, and there's better outcomes. Right. Uh, so I think, you know, I, as I was telling you, I think it's either that like people think it's a procedure or
0: they have these images on TV or everywhere that there's like all this screaming and like, ah, you know, like, and it's just like fear. Yeah. Um, I was scared, you know, yeah. I didn't know I was scared. And I think it's just fear. And yeah. nowadays, uh, we've been listening from like people that have had natural birds, home birds, that it's like this amazing, sometimes even painless, orgasmic experience. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Is that even? Is that true?
1: <laughs> that can you have is- an orgasm when you have babies?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not that many women that do that. Uh, but what I can say is that. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, oh, you should have anesthesia, epidural, Mm -hmm. or C-section, because why would you want to suffer? Yeah. But all the women that I've attended, because we attend natural births, we don't give anesthesia, um, they, it's hard. It's serious, hard work. Mm -hmm. They go through a lot emotionally, but no one has ever said that they were suffering, Oh, okay. You know it's hard, and they get through it, and then they're—it's the ma- most amazing thing on the earth because it's so empowering. Yeah, when they can do it, because then they can do anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, it's just this—like, <laughs> I did that. I can do anything. Yeah. so that's a great thing, and it's a great thing when the partner's there, when other kids are there, because then they say like, mom or wife or partner, kids,
1: really, yeah. Yeah, it's- kids,
2: kids, wow. yeah. Huh. Yeah, some kids love being there. Really? Because <laughs> it's like then they get to see like it's almost there. It's 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 more of a connection. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I saw you when the moment you were born. <sighs> it's it's I amazing. Know. Yeah. I, took,
1: I would never even think of having my kid there. Yeah.
2: yeah. And usually if kids don't want to g- be there, also they'll I would sleep think it through. will give
1: you like more strength as a mom watching your child. And it reminds you of like when you had your first child and... Have bringing someone else for them and just kind of, it would be a really good way of just like, you know, just locking your energy into something else and not focusing on what, you know, yeah yeah
2: yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, yeah, some moms, like, I need to have my ki- my child there, or some moms are like, you know, during labor, it's kind of crazy, but if somebody's there that can be with their child and then bring the child in, like, right before when I'm pushing or something like that, I mean, really, it's for some children, it's just, you know, it's it's a connection that is for life. I that's know, really strong. For sure. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just feel like, um,
0: you know, I was in the birth... Uh, birth of my best friends the first two kids and it's just the connection that her and i have just right. went beyond you know yeah. like my sister has been with me on my my births and i think it's because it's such a vulnerable moment that whoever's there it just really means something to you you know it's yeah just,
2: yeah, you need to have. You need to choose wisely. Yeah, yeah. Right? Who so you're gonna have? So let's get to there.
1: these questions right away because we're gonna talk for.
2: <laughs> I know we, there's a million things. To talk it's about. It's okay.
1: So one of the questions that we're asking and kind of what so we were talking about, um, our friend asked, "What was the best positions to have the baby in, or how to, you know." avoid induction and how do you, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you not make it hurt?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can explain that one. But position-wise, as a a midwife where, um, you know, we don't use anesthesia and so forth, What we do is we give you liberty to choose the position. Mm -hmm. So, and that's going to vary from woman to woman. And it's going to vary in the moment. I mean, one of the things that we do normally when we get to such home birth or in birth center birth is, you know, I have a tray and then I put all my instruments and herbs and things that I need in the moment of the birth. And then when we get close, you know, I'm just kind of following around the mom, depending on where she's going to be, because she might be in the bathroom or she might be in the birth tub or she might be, you know, pulling a, you know, a rope from the ceiling. I mean, you know, it's whatever she wants in that moment. And that's going to depend on the position of the baby. It's going to depend on what hurts the most, right? Mm -hmm. And what is really effective when she's pushing. Normally, what we see is that the positions where you're using gravity are way easier. Mm-hmm. Right When you're lying down and your coccyx goes up and the space to push your baby out is yeah. smaller, right. it's going to be more work. So very few women choose lying down when they don't have um, anesthesia. And so what we see normally are moms that are on our all fours, um, maybe sitting in birth tub. Um, they can be standing. Or Mm -hmm. like with a supported squat, either with a partner. That's what what you did. That's what I did, supported squat. Right. And did you, so did you choose that in the end?
1: Yeah, I think the first one that I tried was all fours.
2: Okay. And then I
1: felt awkward.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: I was just like, "Mm, I don't know about this one.
2: It's less control maybe? Or what do you think?
1: I don't know. I just felt awkward. Okay. And then they lied me down And then I was like, hell, to the no, I'm laying down. So then (laughs) I squat, I did the supporting squat, my husband on one side, my mom on the other. Okay, nice. And it was like 20 minutes.
2: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's the, it's, it's one of the positions that opens up the pelvis. And so it's very helpful and you need to really have something that you can hang on to so you can loosen up below yeah. and just, you know, push, you know, uh, the hardest so you can depending. I mean, some moms, you know, the baby's coming out so quickly that we almost tried to slow it down a little bit. So it will depend on the situation. But a lot of times, first time moms, you have to give some serious strength to those pushes. <laughs> So those are kind of the the positions that are more likely when a mom chooses. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and any tips on like how to avoid induction and how to, you know... Um I know there's a lot natural of women, induction. Natural, I know a lot of women are, you know, kind of like under 40th week and they're like, get this baby out of me. Like they yeah. can't like walk <laughs> yeah. anymore. My knees hurt. Like
2: I know, I know. It's hard in the end for some people. So one of the biggest things we need to remember, a term baby or Sorry, a baby might- to that is uh, mature enough to, um, to be born is between 37 weeks and up to 42 yeah okay so some um physicians uh want the baby to come out before then and the baby's not ready the one of the last thing that matures in a baby are the baby's lungs Mm -hmm. so what we find now especially with program c-sections are they're um they're doing the c-section early like at 40 weeks and then the baby has problems respiratory problems
0: Last time we met, you were talking about the difference because some of some women have regular periods. Can mm-hmm. you share that with our listeners?
2: Yeah, it's going to depend. Also, you know, there's so many factors, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly when you're going to deliver. I yeah. mean, that's this the secret code that nobody seems <laughs> to know and so it also will depend on your cycle mm-hmm. so if you have a long cycle you know it's not the norm is 28 days mm-hmm. but it varies for yeah. many people so if it's longer you know your chances that it might be that you'll deliver a little bit on the later side are more likely okay yeah so um so it depends on you know many different factors i mean when you try to figure it out you can look at your cycle you can look how long it is You can look at if you know when conception is. A lot of women know when they actually got pregnant, Mm -hmm. either because they were trying to get pregnant or they were just like, you know, I knew the moment (laughs) they got pregnant. I did. I did (laughs) my You did? Yeah. Uh The second one, yeah. (laughs) Okay. In Oaxaca, in the villages, you count, you look at what the moon was like when you got pregnant that day, and then you count 10 of those moons later, and that's your due date.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So there's all sorts of ways, but the main thing is, I think, for to avoid induction, is to have lots of patience. (laughs) Lots of patience. Not
1: the answer I was looking for. I know,
2: (laughs) I know. Because we're really pushing it, (gasps) and when the baby's not ready and your body's not ready, then it's gonna be a long, long birth, and sometimes it doesn't work. I, I. I heard somewhere that they were saying that the baby determines when they when yeah
0: wanna be, when he he or she wants yeah to be born, yeah right?
2: your baby determines and then the message goes up to the brain and the brain sends the body to change your ho- hormone cocktail really? yeah. 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 yeah yeah what. Yeah. Yeah, the baby decides it's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, like my lungs are ready, I'm ready, mm-hmm. let's do it. And yeah. and what and that's one of the nice things that I like oh, to say that's is that sweet. It is yeah, sweet. Yeah. Mm. And that you're not alone when you're in birth. Your baby is doing half the work. Your baby does a spiral to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, you know, the mom's job is is to relax (laughs) let go and then your baby knows and wants to come out
0: I think that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that we don't do we do not relax right because we're so scared yeah that's what happened to me I was so scared that I just mm, tightened up my body and then the baby wasn't ready
2: yeah 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 fear is probably the biggest issue Mm -hmm. and what happens with fear is that our bodies close up with fear And so it makes it more painful. It makes it longer and more difficult to open up and dilate. So probably that theme is our biggest topic as midwives in our prenatal care and in our classes. Like, what do you, what are you fearful of? Like a lot of times if you express it, like your worst fears possible, if you express it and you figure out like, oh, okay, well, if that happens, I could probably live with that. You yeah. know, when when it just comes out and you're not holding it in, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you
2: know, and so we spend probably most of our prenatal time on these issues, on the emotional issues, because most women can give birth physically. It's not; mm-hmm. it's rarely a physical issue.
0: That's very important because I think nowadays we spend very little time on our emotional, yeah, uh, journey on pregnancy, yeah, and we focus on our physical, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
1: think what helped me with that because I I researched a bunch, but I read a book that was called Childbirth Without Fear. Yes, and I that book helped me so much. In the beginning, I read it like I think like my second trimester, and it started preparing me like, oh, then I have to let go of this fear that I have. Like, what am I afraid of? Like, like what you said, it's sort of like. And I looked at Beyonce video where she said <laughs> where she said like how she prepared for her birth and how she kept telling herself, Well, like this is what my body was meant to do. So right, what right. am I afraid of? Like yeah. this is like as normal as like going to the bathroom or as yeah. normal as breathing. Like and I didn't know that about the baby, you know, channeling to your brain and then your brain sending a form. Yeah. That's yeah, beautiful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's uh, it's believing in the process. You know, trusting that your body knows what to do. And when it gets a little bit out of whack, normally your body knows how to adjust. And so with what we need is time. And a lot of times in the gracious. hospitals, yeah, as well soon as you get there, you're on the clock. So yes. one of the things about induction is that I really recommend that you stay at home as long as possible. Yeah. You know, okay. it's really important because once you get there, they're looking at the clock. And yep. do you
1: have any tips on, like, maybe how to help with patients like meditation or stretches or anything that we can do when we get to that point, like to that thirty-eighth week, fortieth right. week mark, that we as women can do at home yes. that can help us be more patient.
2: <laughs> yes, and and I do think it's important because you know most of us are working women. That you don't wait till you get to 38 weeks because to be like, I'm, you know, running around full speed all the time. I'm a mother or I'm a first time mother. I'm working. I'm doing this. I'm a partner. And then all of a sudden I need to relax <laughs> and <chill> out, <laughs> and I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why as soon as you possibly can in pregnancy, take advantage, you know, I, I, I'm I hoping to start like a prenatal group circle because i think going to those as well and like letting go and talking with the other women and seeing that you know there's a lot of people that are going through the same things are helpful Mm -hmm. meditation is a great practice you need to start earlier than the third trimester even if, if you don't then start then But, you know, start as early as you can. Mm -hmm. Yoga is a great thing to do. And you can do that at home. I mean, you can even look on YouTube. There's tons of free classes. You can do that at home. Um, And then choose a provider that is somebody that's going to support you through these things. Yeah, which is really important. Not just like, you know, okay, get on a table, like you said. <laughs> yeah. And <It's> push. That's <laughs> <laughs> the
1: worst. Okay, so another question that okay. we had from our listeners was about C-sections and having, well, one, how to avoid a C-section, and two, how to, if I can have a, a natural, not not even say natural, a vaginal birth? Vaginal. 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 <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> uh, yeah. V- yeah, that one. <laughs> Birth after a C suction.
2: Yes. That is a great question. And almost always you can. There are some sort of incisions. The normal incision, especially in places like Los Angeles, and um, is a lower uh, transverse incision. And so that is fine for a lower. transverse, transverse. low transverse incision. The, what they call the classical incision is a vertical incision goes straight up. Okay. And so those are a little bit dangerous. The issue with a C-section that they talk about is the concern for uterine rupture. Although when you look at the risk for uterine rupture, it's really only a tiny bit more risky than for a first-time mom that hasn't even given birth. So before it was like, no, no, nobody can do that. You can't do, it it's going to be C-section for every child. And now what we're seeing is that really the risks are very, very low. Okay. And if the woman is successful and has a vaginal birth after C-section, it's actually much safer for her and the baby. So it is, and it, the Academy of, uh, gynecologists, obstetricians, they are saying now, because before they weren't, that, um, they do support a regular trial of labor is what they call it for a vaginal birth. Wow. Yeah. And, and also these are moms that a lot of them that can choose to do a home birth or a birth center birth. It's important that that their burst their burst can't be induced because that would might put yeah. too much strain yes. on the uterus. Oh, that that the reason for the first cesarean that when they're pregnant again that um, that it was a non recurring type of reason that they had the C section. For example, okay. if their baby was breech, like you know butt down, mm-hmm. um, then likely that's not going to happen again. So uh, their second baby, there's no reason why they would need to have a C-section, right? Okay. Have you delivered breech babies? I uh, assisted uh, oh, I'm physician. Sorry, I keep I'm delivered. <laughs> yeah, there is a um, a fantastic physician here in Los Angeles, Dr. Fishman, and I worked with him at the sanctuary with a great group of midwives, and he delivers in the home. Twins and breeches. What? Because now what we're seeing is that, you know, the only reason why they're doing C sections for a lot of these babies, I mean, it depends on the exact position and so forth, is because people aren't trained anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's actually safer for mom and baby if you have an experienced practitioner. So, yeah, we
0: need to get his information. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then, of course, you know, as traditional midwife, you know, and some physicians, you know, we try to help move the baby. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. Which which normally the baby will move. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure you have a lot of tips for that
2: yeah <laughs> whole list <laughs> upside down I, in the water oh huh? my A little God. bell talking to your baby down below like all sorts <laughs> of stuff yeah
1: well that's great to know about the c-sections and i guess any tips for first-time moms that are afraid of like maybe avoiding c-section because i know that
2: was one of my main concerns i was like i want to avoid Me too. you know? right right um you know it's important that you're asking your provider the c-section right You know, because there's a lot of you know, there's private. This is also in Mexico, because you know, in Mexico now we have. Let's see, it's fifty percent C-section rate. Wow, is the norm. But if you're with a private physician, it's eighty to ninety (gasps) percent. Wow, you wouldn't, you would never think. I would never thought that it would happen in Mexico. Yeah, it's a major crisis. So really, most women have C-sections. Yeah. So yeah. So we're seeing a lot of women down there, um, the midwives we're seeing and doing VVACs, the vaginal birth after C-section, because mm-hmm. they don't do VBACs either, the physicians there. So, these women are having C section and C section and C section, and especially in the states like Oaxaca where they have lots of babies. Yeah. So, we do and, have a lot of babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, uh, and that's dangerous. Yeah. You know, it's abdom- abdominal surgery. I mean, you guys didn't have C section, but I'm sure you have friends that did. And yeah. it's a hard recovery.
0: Hard. Yeah. That's, I think the recovery was my biggest fear. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, having a C section. But like I again, it seem it's now seen as like a normal thing. You yeah. Know?
2: Yeah, and hopefully we can change that. So, you know, staying at home as long as possible, trying to avoid interventions. Because once they start medication or once they start anesthesia, you're much more likely to have a C-section. You know, having somebody, not just your your main provider, healthcare provider, but also having somebody with you that knows about natural birth and is there to support you. So whether that's, you know, your mom that has had, you know, all of her births Mm -hmm. that were natural and she's supportive or it's a doula, you know, that can help you in that or a midwife, you know, because it's hard when maybe you're going just with your partner. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. You don't know what you're doing. And then most women get to the point where they're like, I'm tired of this yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore whatever you need to do figure it out but I'm done and once if you have somebody that can get you through those moments then you can you know then you can probably have a natural birth exercising those positions all those things but I find really it's trying to stay at home as long as possible and having somebody that can help you through those moments wow yeah and preparing so let's
1: talk about what happens after we have the baby. Okay, okay. we've had this incredible <laughs> journey. It didn't hurt. Yeah. We popped it out in twenty seconds. Had an orgasm. <laughs> had an orgasm. I an orgasm exactly. <laughs> and now the baby's home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't have any milk, and he won't latch.
2: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think it's important to know that it's a learning experience, brand new for both you guys. So baby needs to learn. Mom needs to learn. And everybody's tired. Yeah. You know, so... (laughs) And my nipples are bleeding. And your nipples don't feel so good. So, you know, once again, I mean, latch is the critical thing, you know. And, you know, this part you might have to suffer a little bit through (laughs) nipples for, you know, because most people... They don't have something sucking on their on their yeah. breasts twenty four hours a day. Yep. It's gonna be something a little Unless bit. Unless
1: you're new. married to my husband. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Some women prepare their breasts a little bit. How do you prepare How? your breasts? Husband's. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe the thing is is that when you get closer in your third trimester, uh-huh. one of the things that actually this is an induction question that we help to try to get contractions going is nipple stimulation. So you need to be a little bit. Careful if all of a sudden you know either your husband's doing it (laughs) or you're just trying to do it, it might, um, it might cause contractions, so you have to be a little bit careful (laughs) about that. But I mean, some people like in Oaxaca, they always talk about you know using like a you know, uh, I don't know, like a a rag or not obviously something clean and just kind of uh, making them tougher. Okay. And harder, yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. that when your baby starts um, latching all the time, that it's not as painful. I, you know, there's no scientific evidence behind that. Mm-hmm. I, I believe everything
1: like will p- women say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> to
2: me, that's scientific enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's something that you could try. Um, but yeah, the latch is the most important thing. So I mean, the basics of breastfeeding. When you have your baby, you need to make sure that you're relaxed right again again when they're relaxing i know because (laughs) it's
1: true (laughs) you
2: know oxytocin which is known as the hormone of love Uh that's the hormone that you find when you're making love when you're having a baby and when you're breastfeeding okay and so and it helps the milk flow okay so if you're just completely stressed out have no support whatsoever everybody's like give a bottle what are you doing which is most which is the most mostly the case right everybody's
0: stressed everybody's tired
2: right you know so you need somebody there you talk with your partner before like okay i need support through this when it's hard i need you to be like okay what can i do i'm going to give you give me shoulder massage you know keep your back warm that's something in traditional midwifery that we always say it's really really important Um, you know, use tons of pillows so that you're you're not trying to hold your baby up and your shoulders and everything. Um, I do like those kind of pillows yeah, that people yeah. have, the ones those that around. tie in the back. The the I found are breast way, friend. Yeah, there's the, well, a bunch. I had of one that was breasts. called breast yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that those are helpful. And you want to make sure that your baby is in the level of your breasts, right? Mm-hmm. And that when your baby's is tummy to tummy. Right. That's one of the basics Mm -hmm. that your baby's not trying to eat with his with his head like turned the other way. Okay, And then the nose, baby's nose to your nipple. That's basically the position. And then you can massage your breasts a little bit to get, you know, the milk flowing and or the colostrum. And I was going to say in principio. No. okay (laughs) In in the beginning. (laughs) And then um and then when the baby usually touches with his his or her lips your nipple, he will automatically open his mouth wide and that's the moment that you need to bring him towards you quickly and so that he takes as much as the areola as possible. Because what you don't wanna do is have baby that's just um trying to suction on the nipple. Yeah. Because the nipple's not where the milk is needs to suction around be as deep as possible so the nipple is actually far back in its mouth oh you yeah. get,
1: like, choke okay. him with your nipple
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of the same thing with the bottle you know they put it all the way in
2: yeah yeah oh you that know? makes sense yeah yeah, yeah.
1: The, the way the first time that i had the baby the position that i really like was the football hold uh-huh. worked, that one worked for me yeah a yeah.
2: Lot. I think it's good to try different holds. Yeah. There's yeah. great stuff on the on the internet. You can look, you know, people going through exactly like different positions. Sometimes when your nipples are sore, you can change positions mm-hmm. and it works better. Okay. Um there's a new one. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like the natural breastfeeding that they're really talking about now that is just like you lying back on bed and your baby's on top of you. Them and and some women really like that, really? and they find that great. I really try to encourage mom to learn how to breastfeed lying down, oh. at least side to side, yeah. so that you I can. I never learned that one. My mom, oh, oh my gosh, you never my learned that. mom told that? Me that
0: can't. For my first baby, she was like, "You need to learn," and she told my my best friend. So he tells everybody. My mom tells everybody, like you, you have need to, to learn. learn that. And I learned and it was, I think that's one of the main reasons why I didn't have any problems at night, like sleeping. Yeah. Because I would just grab my baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And baby's breastfeeding and you're snoozing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's my goal always is like, how do we get the family to sleep more? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I do like co-sleeping if exactly. it works for you guys, mm-hmm. you know, because the idea is, is that you stay in bed, you know, the baby will just start to move and you're like, okay, baby needs to eat. Just move the scoot, the baby next to you. And then baby will learn to start yeah. breastfeeding and then you can sleep. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that yeah. makes Thank me feel you. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I about my choices? Okay.
1: <laughs> let's take a break you guys. And when we come back, we have more of Mother Luz.
0: We will. we well. back. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
1: So I want to talk about lot. So I know I we, we didn't about. get through some. We didn't get through. But we're going to have to have a part two. Yes. We're going to have to have <laughs> a mother lose part two. You have to come back. Oh, I'd love Lauren. to. Well, she's coming. To. She's coming soon. You're moving to L.A. So yes. you're going to be like or go to midwifery person. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: I would love that. I'm That'd highly be considering. Because we didn't even birth. talk
1: about the placenta encapsulation.
2: I know. We
1: didn't talk about the difference between midwife and doula.
2: Yep. Yeah. You know, there's so many different things. Care. 40 40 day care which i do actually the traditional postpartum herbal baths i guess okay i'm gonna call you
1: (laughs) so let's have a little like some of our super mama picks and tips of the week i'll go first because um i already kind of know what i'm gonna have which i mentioned earlier (laughs) so my pick is a book which is by grantley i'm gonna see if i see his name correctly because you know I'm Latina and I can pronounce these things. Currently, <laughs> Dick Reed. Oh, yeah, I did it. Dick Reed. <laughs> <laughs> and the name of his book is Childbirth Without Fear. And that's a book I spoke about earlier. It's a huge book. And I'm going to be honest with you, ladies. I only read like a third of it <laughs> because I was like, okay, you're a too big book. But um, the third that I did read was super helpful. And it kind of dropped me off to like a really good, delivery because i kind of let go of the theories that i had and then afterwards i read the other book that i had already shared on my uh birth story episode that was active birth by janet Velasquez i think what's her name so oh she's great oh but her book is incredible yeah that's the book i read and i was i that was like my little bible like i carried everywhere
2: <laughs> and i went to
1: the night i was like when we left to the hospital i was like get the book <laughs> so um but yeah that's my pick that's a good that's a good tip or pick.
0: Well, we were talking about the difficulties of breastfeeding, and I guess I'm gonna share with you a tip about learning to breastfeed laying down that really worked for me. But the second thing that I'm gonna say is I also had a lot of difficulties with the production of milk, and my babies were losing weight. And so what I did both times was use a Medela supplemental nursing system which is a little tube that you tape to your uh, nipple and it has like a you tie the bottle around your neck and then there's a little tube that goes and you tape it on your nipple so the baby when you're you know having to f- feed your baby either your own milk or formula Both your nipple and the little tooth going to the baby. So the baby is eating and stimulating your breast at the same time. And I found that the best thing that it just helped me so much because I felt so bad for not being able to feed my baby the way I wanted. But that really helped me because the baby was still stimulating my nipple and eating, which was great. And it worked and I totally recommend it and it was bonding and I felt, and I didn't, and I felt, I felt better, you know, I just felt more relaxed and I didn't feel like guilty and you know, I just felt better that she was, they were both on my nipples and I totally recommend that to people out there. Again, it's the Medilla Supplemental Nursing System and if you are having problems, uh, you should buy it. You can get it on Amazon, so. That's my we buy
1: everything at Amazon in this family.
2: <laughs> it's true because we, do. we don't have time, right? We don't, have <laughs> we time don't. To go anywhere, so it comes to your door. <laughs> we don't
1: have time, Madre Luz. What so, are your 100 tips? You have so many tips. I know <laughs> I have
2: tons of tips. I actually send out a newsletter, so send me your emails, and um, and I do include tips on my newsletter too. But uh, I was thinking, so what is your email? My email is info at madreluz.com. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and I do have website com, and I was thinking about you know to uh, people ask about increasing supply of milk and there are things to do including I mean the latch is the most important and support and other than that and one of the things a lot of, um, gals do is they they drink in Oaxaca atole de ronjoli, you know, sesame oh, yeah, yeah. atole, oh, which is really one. yummy. And then also one of the the herb that, that I find, and also uh, there's a lot of research behind it that works the best when you really need to increase supply is fenugreek. Yeah. 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 So that is just really helpful. And then I find that a lot of times just because the mom needs to relax a little bit for it to f- flow. And so I recommend teas of passion flower and chamomile. Passion flower. Passion flower and oh, chamomile. That one I didn't know. Yeah, and you can drink well the dark beer, which you talked about that yeah. you uh, that is that is helpful, which can increase um, supply. And also, you can soak barley in water overnight, and then use that water and make a fennel tea. That's also helpful oh. for oh. breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah, those that are great things,
1: like things that you're eating everybody, everybody can do. Fennel, barley.
2: Yeah, and it <laughs> helps also mouth. if you're if you know for your fennel is great for your stomach, upset yeah. stomach. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that you don't need to give directly to your baby. Like if you have a colicky, kind of windy baby, you know. Be it, but if you're breastfeeding and you're drinking those teas, those will be going through also the breast milk, mm-hmm. oh, which will be helpful as fennel. well. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Before we start saying your goodbyes. Can we talk about the placenta cap- encapsulation real quick? Yes. Because that was one of the questions and I want to make sure I hit that for our listener.
2: Yes. Placentas are amazing. They're the only organ that is shared by two people.
1: Yeah. I wish I would have kept mine. I wanted I to plant a tree and it never worked out. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> kind of the tradition in, in Mexico is is that they 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 bury it, planted under something. But, you know, what we find is that almost all mammals eat their placentas Mm -hmm. except for us. So, and what's the reason behind it is because it is just filled with nutrition. And so what, People are promoting now is that you know women eat it in the postpartum period. And actually you can, you know, if it's dehydrated or put into tincture, it can even last later on for when you go through menopause. There's tons of hormones, mm-hmm. there's tons of iron, there's tons of everything. So it, it balances the your hormones in the postpartum period. Uh-huh. So you remember postpartum when it's kind of like the beginning of pregnancy, like yeah. everything's great and then everything sucks and then everything's great, and then you're crying <laughs> and it's good and then it helps. <laughs> The story
1: of the woman's life. <laughs> it's true.
2: It helps a lot in that period. You know, of course, there's blood loss, normal blood loss in uh, in birth. And so there's tons of iron in the placenta. So I do really recommend it. And its I know it's really expensive for somebody to do it. So either figure out online how to dehydrate yourself if you can't afford it. Or I normally give, clean it and give my mom's little pieces to take right after birth and then tell people, yeah, you just swallow it like a pill and then you (laughs) cut it up. Yeah, seriously. You can cut it up and like put it in like little ice cube, ice cube tray, stick it in your freezer and then throw it into smoothies. Oh my my God. God. (laughs) You don't taste it. Oh, you taste it. Wow. I know it's, you know, it's kind of scary like when like you first hear about it, but it's hey, well, just—it's like it's so everything. nutritious.
0: You know, it's like everything nowadays. It's like uh, not
2: okay.
1: <laughs> You're like that. But I don't but know. it totally. Makes but I just sense. feel like I just wasted a perfect, great know. thing. I know. But you didn't know. Too. I wasted too. You, you, you didn't know. Oh my goodness. Next because time.
2: Because they throw it away, what, right? Yeah.
0: They throw it. To they the throw trash. it
2: away, or what they do is they sell it yeah because Those it's used etos. in shampoos and it's used in so many things and so some hospitals are selling it yeah it's not good <gasps> and now that you guys know and you know next babies um because it's you know it's that was an important thing for your baby now, i have a question can like is it only good for mothers or like can
0: i like my can my husband have some? yes your uh, husband can have my yeah, friend ate,
1: ate his wife's
2: placenta. Yeah. yeah yeah, a lot of people yeah. do that right yeah. yeah yeah they do wow so yeah we can talk about that I can oh I have people I know people here that do it and so if you're looking for somebody I can give out some numbers Great. I don't you have guys, them here get
1: in contact with Mother Luz and, wow you know so
2: much good she stuff. has so much information
1: info at motherluz.com yes. please get in contact with her her website motherluz.com you can find it in Spanish and English also, you can find Paulina and I on our website, supermamaspodcast.com, where we'll be posting all the links to your website, to you. everything that we talked about today, pictures. You can she, fi- ser- she shared with us some
0: amazing videos, and we will put them there for mm-hmm. you guys.
1: Yeah, that can help you and teach you how to latch. So much information. Thank you, Lauren, Thank so you so much, much. We for definitely for have to me. do a second, a, a part two Part of two. This. We definitely have <laughs> <don't laughs> to lose part two. I feel like we don't have, I mean, we don't have enough Space to, I mean, enough time to talk. I about. know there's a <laughs> there's a
2: ton to talk about, and we'll do yeah. a part
1: two. And part then two. if people ask questions, yeah, we can you know send us questions about it. Um, you guys don't forget to follow us on Instagram
0: underscore Supermamas
1: and your Facebook page
0: Supermamas Podcast
1: and her close group. our close group or close group it's Supermamas exclamation point.
0: But we do have a direct link from our website. If you go under Contact Us, there's a little girl with a cape. Click on her and she will take you straight to our closed group.
2: I wanted to mention that when I get here, I'm hoping to do some classes on postpartum so that, you know, moms can learn about these things before they have their babies and also probably a prenatal group. So if you guys are interested in that as well, just send me an email. Oh, for
1: sure. And we'll keep you guys updated with everything. Uh, Mother Luz just joined our closed group as well. So she'll be in there, you know, so hit her up, (laughs) ask questions. And yeah. I, it makes me want to go and make a baby. Oh, very good. <laughs> and eat my placenta. for uh, Maybe I should you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that next time. And I'm on my husband's smoothie without him knowing. Like Yeah, exactly. for real. that's what I, that's what I asked. He just ate my placenta. <laughs> <laughs> una marre. Is that, that an amarre?
0: Bo- that can serve both purposes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Very really good.
2: Well, great. well thank, thank you guys you. so thank much. Thank you so much. Lori. It was awesome. Thank you guys are great. Nice. Thank you.
1: And uh, next time, you guys, we're going to start um, reading your Emails. I know there's sometimes you guys heard us emails and it's really hard for us to get back <laughs> to you guys. But please, we love you so much and believe me, we appreciate all the emails we receive. It's just sometimes a little tough for us to actually like write out replies. Yes. But we're gonna start reading them. Yes. And reply. So um, if you want to be kept anonymous, let us know. And if not, we're going to shout you out. So (laughs) you guys, again, you you can write to us through our website under contact us. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. We are moms. (laughs) I know. Yes, we are. (laughs) I have an eight month old. Eight. Oh my God. My kids eight months. (laughs)
2: Tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. He turns eight months. Wow. My son's birthday is tomorrow. Oh so, yeah! Happy birthday, same- Sky! And then oh. my other son is next week. Happy birthday, Weston. <laughs> That's nice. Okay, guys. Well, thank
0: you so much, okay. Lauren. Again. And oh,
1: and happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy. All of Enjoy. Enjoy. We are grateful
0: for you guys.
1: We are grateful for all the Mama sisters. Yes.
0: Yeah, really grateful.
1: Happy
2: Thanksgiving, you guys. Enjoy. Thank you
0: for, us for working
2: this. hard. Yeah. Okay, we're out. We're out. Supermama. Bye. 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 Bye.